0: Triple M's The Real Football Show Saturday mornings from 7am for CMI Toyota SA's number one Toyota dealer. One hundred four point seven Triple M. Triple M's Real Football Show. Oh, what a goal! The biggest names
1: and the biggest issues affecting fans of the round ball.
0: Terrific run and a super finish.
2: With Chris Dittmar. Can I just pick him up there? I'm fifty-two and I'm not growing up or mature.
1: <laughs> and Scottish football superstar Albie Kidd. Triple M, Real Football Show. Yes, good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Real Footy Show for the next two hours. KG with you today in the absence of Dits, who's having a well earned arrest. Look, we've got a big show for the next two hours. We'll talk about the Crows, Port Adelaide. (laughs) No, we won't. (laughs) As I welcome my experts this morning, and I mean the experts to the program, as we talk about the round game, Phil Stubbins. Good morning, Phil. Good
3: morning, KG. How
1: are we? I'm very well, thank you, Uh, Alex Abella. Good morning, Alex. Good morning, KG. And, of course, the chief uh, soccer writer, or or football writer from the advertiser, Val. How do you say your surname, Val?
4: Miliacho. Miliacho. I never thought I'd see the day you hosting an actual <laughs> real football show,
1: a soccer and, show. And you know what, Val? I never thought I'd see the day either. How <laughs> so are you going to go, true? KG, saying real football for two hours? Uh, well, I've been practicing for the last week once I knew I was going to host the, the, the program, and I still can't get my head around it. Now, before we look, sort of look, talk to Dylan McGowan about the big game tonight, Phil and Val, did you give us any chance, Adelaide United? Yeah, of
3: course. You know, Sydney FC, uh, I don't think they've had a great run against Adelaide in recent games. So, look, Adelaide in that predicament now, they need to get a result. Ed Bell?
4: It's about time. Um, Well, it's it's, it's past time. It is. uh, And it's going to be a tough one for Adelaide. I think Sydney are very confident coming in, but... um, I think it's about time. If Adelaide can score two goals tonight, I think they're a great chance. They haven't been able to do it all season.
3: Look, I think they're going to have to score two goals, Val. Looking at Sydney's scoring record, I mean, last week they had they drew, actually, but um, the chances that they created was, was pretty pretty daunting, I'd say, for the next opposition, and that's Adelaide United, unfortunately. But it could be fortunately. I think it'll galvanise the group, KG. I think they're going there tonight with a, a real spirit and spring in the step, and um, it's about time, as
1: Val said. Can I be controversial? I'd love to see them win tonight. I'd love to see United win any time. But after Graham Arnold's comments that they could do an Arsenal, what a stupid thing to say. That'll bring about their downfall. (laughs) I want to see Aaron United shove it up
3: them. He's very confident. I mean, obviously looking at the style of play that they've got now and the goals that are going in, they're top of the league, they're flying. He's trying to, you know, board more confidence into his players. But, look, I think it was a little bit on the fence sort of a comment. And um, Would you have said it? Uh, no, I wouldn't. But I'm not in Graham Arnold's position at the top of the league winning every game. So, look, he's come out and said it. But um, it's up to Adelaide.
4: So, hopefully, all the boys go up there and uh, stick it up and as you say, KG. I love Arnie because when you, when you put a microphone in front of him or a, or a telephone, if you're interviewing him, he'll give you the grab. To grab that headline. <laughs> and, and like, he, I was talking to him on Thursday and he was talking about, I said, How, how do you think Adelaide is going to go without the coach on the bench? Will Adam was suspended? And he absolutely rubbished. He's, they they'd be spooked. They'd be scared. They haven't got their mentor, oh, and the boys good. are going to read. That. What is that? Is <laughs> yeah, he? good.
1: I'm almost at a bloody Staby pole. What I heard him say. Yeah, be doing another Arsenal. Look, we got a big program coming your way. We'll talk to Dylan McGowan. Uh, we'll talk to Matt German from uh, Sydney FC. We've got all the uh, all the soccer world covered.
2: We sure do. And the best news is, boys, we have a sponsor. Some good friends have come on board to look after us in this show. CMI Toyota, good friends of yours, KJ. Great Ooh. friends.
1: In fact, I was Welcome at lunch them. with CMI Toyota uh, this week um, down at the Old Line and we were talking about the fact that they'd taken up the sponsorship of the of the real, what is it?
5: Football. <laughs> real, real,
1: yeah, the real footy. They've taken. Oh, so that's fantastic to have <laughs> you on board. So uh, CMI boys, thank you for that and we'll, we'll look after you. Good friends.
2: Mate, they are absolutely unbelievable. CMI Toyota, you can find them. All around this beautiful town of ours, South Australia's number one Toyota dealer, Matt German, Dave, Dylan McGowan, all coming up right here on the Real Football Show. Oh, a really I I you new car, car. Then is that a car for me? <laughs> Four point seven Triple M. It is the Real Football Show. All thanks to CMI Toyota with KG Val from the advertiser and Phil Stubbins. And on the phone right now, ahead of the big game tonight against Sydney FC, it is Mr. Dylan McGowan.
6: Hey, mate, how are you,
1: Dylan? Uh... How are the boys feeling, really, at the moment about this big games night? Because Sydney are flying.
6: Yeah, you know, I think we're I think we're feeling good. I think we've, uh, everyone's been saying, you know, last couple of weeks we've been showing signs of improvement and hopefully it all clicks tonight and we can pick up the three points.
2: Well, let's take a step back to last weekend and, and the run that we've had so far because similarities are starting to appear from last year where we had an unfortunate run to start with and everything started to gel and turn around. Are there similarities inside the camp knowing... That there's a few new personnel. Everything's going to click soon, and then we'll be able to strive forward like we did last season.
6: Yeah, you know, I think um, obviously last season's a great, you know, um, drawing board to reflect back on. But I think the boys are, you know, we're really keen to start getting some wins. And um, yeah, like you said, we do have new players, but they they've shown that they're they're more than capable to play at this level. And um, yeah, as I said before, hopefully. Uh, tonight's a night that clicks into gear and we get three points at a, at a very tough venue that always is at sydney
3: dylan how do the players the club as a whole deal with living in the spotlight obviously in a town like adelaide especially at the moment when things aren't going so well
6: oh, i think it, i think it's easy sort of pressure you know it's uh obviously like you said it, it's difficult being the only the only team in the town but you know for us it's something that we embrace it means we get more fans and. Uh, you know, more support from the town in general, you know, everyone gets right behind us. So we see it as a good pressure and something that we we really look to thrive on. And hopefully, you know, we can start rewarding the fans with with some wins come, you know, starting tonight and uh, pushing on into the season.
1: Dylan, you've got the calmest manager in the business, but given all that's happened this week, how's he been? And importantly, what's been his message?
6: Yeah, he's, he's remained calm, believe it or not. He's <laughs> just gone back to exactly how he was before the incident and, um, Yeah, he he just portrayed the same message as he did all of last season, just to remain calm and things will work for us if we keep putting in the work uh, every day at training and the boys have reacted to that and uh, our training sessions this week has been as good as ever so we're looking forward to to a really improved performance and hopefully that means us uh, picking up the win. And that's kind of the
2: key thing for you guys as players to have your manager who constantly goes, boys, this is our game plan. This is what we're going to do. And we're going to keep doing it because we know it works and it'll pay off compared to other managers who might always be chopping and changing personnel or formations or tactics or anything to try and find a result, if that makes sense.
6: Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, the good thing about that is, uh, you know, we've, we've got a plan A and we, we do that to the best of our ability. And I think plan B is just to do it better. You know, it's just a case of this is his philosophy this is what we do and that's how we train, it's how we play, it's how everything is geared towards that and um, it really shows the boys that he really 100% believes in it and uh, you know, we believe in it too. We've seen the rewards we get last season so we've just got to stick by him as he's sticking by us and um, you know, we'll get through this.
3: Obviously last week a disappointing result, I'm playing quite well but things just didn't go as planned obviously but... Eugene at the moment, uh, a couple of instances there that probably from, from his perspective he, he would have liked to have seen done better. How are the guys rallying around Eugene, actually? He, he seems a little bit frustrated at the moment.
6: Yeah, you know, Eugene, Eugene's been great. Yeah, you know, I think our turn and form last year coincided with him with him coming back into the side. So it shows what a massive presence he is for, for everyone at the club. And uh, yeah, like you said, he, he's, he's, not a, he's not an angry man in, in general. But yeah, you know, last weekend, he wouldn't have wanted to be a to be around the big fella because, uh, you know, this season at the decision and rightfully so. So, you know, he's looking to put a few things right this week and um, I'm sure he will. Yeah, you know, he's a great goalkeeper and he's been fantastic for us.
2: Well, looking at this weekend and, and tonight's game against Sydney FC, two completely different contrasts to a start of a season. You guys, unfortunately, yet to get the win. They seem unstoppable. Arnie has come out and, you know, relating them to Arsenal's Invincibles, which I think is a little bit too soon. But they do have a potent strike force. They've scored the most goals at the moment. Being one of our defenders, how are we going to hold these guys and then be able to get the win?
6: Yeah, I think, yeah, as always, it's always a case of, you know, team defending. You know, if, we, if I stop Bobo, for instance, is playing up front tonight, then uh, it goes a long way. But, if, you know, if their left-back scores, you know, we can't, I can't be blamed because I'm stopping Bobo. So it's a fact of, you know, we need everyone in the team to really be chipping in and, and winning their individual battles. And uh, I think if we do that, we've got a right good chance of beating Sydney. Uh, we've got a good record over there. And, uh, you know, we're, we're quietly confident going into this one that we will pick up the three points.
1: Dylan, as a defender, is there one player in the Sydney uh, side that uh, that worries you?
6: Uh, not, not particularly. Honestly, they're, they're in some great form. Alex Mosk is a, is a very clever player. I haven't played against him. Several times before, you know, he's he's one to watch. But uh, in terms of in terms of them in general, you know, um, I'm more than fine we And matched up against Sergio Guardiola in training, I think prepares you for <laughs> prepares you for what what's coming up against you. You know, if you can stop him and Carusca in training, you can stop just about anyone. So yeah, we're prepared to to go toe to toe with them, and hopefully, you know, we come out on top.
2: And team news for you guys: some good inclusions this week. The slippery fish is back. Yes,
6: the slippery fish is back. He's, his knees knee's getting better every day, so uh, he's been back training for a while. And uh, yeah, I'm not sure whether he'll be he'll be on from the start tonight, or whether he will just uh, he'll just come off the bench, or what what the role the manager has for him. But yeah, he's an experienced player, and that's really what we've been we've been missing this season There's a few more older heads in some key positions. To, you know sort of take the pressure off a few of the younger boys so hopefully he can come on or, or start and really play his role like we know he can
2: and with those younger boys you know injury always unfortunate and it throws guys into the deep end sometimes but I think you found a few really good players by giving them that opportunity to get out on the pitch
6: yeah exactly I think that's that's a whole part of the of having a squad you know you have these younger players that no one really knows much about until they're thrust into the limelight but yeah, I was training with them all pre season. We knew we had it. we have more than a more than a few good ones, and uh, yeah, I'm excited at the prospect of uh, of them playing a lot this season. But you know, like I said before, it's up to the experienced guys to sort of take the pressure off them and let them sort of break through at their own time. Yeah, you don't want the the uh, the young boys having to be the ones that are relied on to score the goals or to set up the goals. You want them coming on in the last 15 minutes where. Yeah, you know, the pressure's off and they can really go and express themselves and learn more about themselves and the game. So, yeah, you know, hopefully we can start picking up some better results and uh, really take the pressure off that off these young guys and hopefully they can thrive under under the you know, the less sort of stressful circumstances.
1: <laughs> Dylan, on a on a lighter note, when you're travelling, is there anyone play in the team that annoys you?
6: Oh, we we've we've got a few. <laughs> I think the yeah, there's there's more than more than a few to mention. But uh yeah, the Spanish boys are they claim that their English isn't great, but they certainly talk talk enough to to make it annoying. And they are in control of the music wherever we go. And yeah, uh, you know, needless to say, it's not it's not the best music going around. So um, <laughs> yeah, they're they're not great. I room with James Holland, so he he's all right. Me and him sort of stick together, and a few of the other few of the other boys stick together. But in general terms, you know, it's it's a good it's a good atmosphere, and we all enjoy each kind other's of company, which is. Uh, Which is really important, especially going through a difficult patch like we are now. We need to sit together and um, pull each other through it.
1: Thanks for joining us, Dylan. And do us a favour, son. Smash them tonight, will you?
6: Thank you very much. Thanks for having me, guys. There
1: he is. Adelaide United defender Dylan McGowan. Coming up next,
2: the boys are going to go through the big game tonight against Sydney FC. We'll get their in depth analysis. KG? I'm
0: going to put Val right under the pup. Triple M's the real football show Saturday mornings from 7am for CMI Toyota SA's number one Toyota dealer 104.7 Triple M.
2: Thanks to CMI Toyota with Phil Stubbins, Val from the <coughs> Advertiser, and the man himself who
1: loves saying real football.
2: KG.
0: Yes, real football. We are
1: discussing that for the next two hours. It's on holidays. I'm on the I'm on the chair. Not doing a very good job, but I'm here anyway. You're doing let's, a great job. Let's let's preview the uh, the, the the big uh, game tonight. Sydney FC versus United. As I said earlier, I'd love to see United smash them tonight. <laughs> now, Val and Phil, I don't want any pussyfooting around here. A very important player for United is our captain, uh, Eugene Galakovich. Played an enormous role in our championship win last year. He's not playing anywhere near the soccer, the, sorry, the football he, he, he can play. <laughs> now, Val and Phil, why? What's the problem? Don't pussyfoot around,
4: Val. You can say soccer. Because there's a point of difference. Okay, Thank fair Thank you. <laughs> but um I mean a couple of weeks ago I wrote a story with regards to Ross Aloisi on a podcast for the Courier Mail saying Eugene had an e problem. It didn't go down very well. With who? Um with Eugene. Right. He said it to a, a journalist Marco Monteverdi in Brisbane. Um Eugene's come out on Fox Sports. He was asked the questions, he, he's referred it back to Ross, and Ross referred it back to me. So it's going round and round in circles, but it's obvious that, in my opinion, he might have a bit of a problem. Um, and this stems back, uh, we saw the FFA Cup when Adelaide got knocked, knocked out, that levelling goal from Redlands United back in early August. Mm. When the ball went over his head, he struggled to stretch. I think that was an indication that there's a problem because he, he dropped the ball, and that's that's a... That's an easy catch for Eugene. And then last weekend, there was a controversial moment um, when he came up for the ball. Usually we see Eugene take the ball higher. He didn't jump high enough. And even that goal that was scored by uh, Griffiths stretching out, it, he doesn't seem to be right at the moment, and it is a real shame because he is—he has God. been Adelaide's number one player since 2007, <laughs> and, and you brought him in, Phil, and you know a lot about him.
3: Look, for me, he's a legend of the game. Um, he's been fantastic for Adelaide. Correct. I'd have to say, you know, hand on heart, that he's, he's, he's not risen to the heights that Eugene himself would expect him to perform at. That's for sure. I think we're speculating with this knee situation. I don't really know if there's anything in that, but um, that's for, for, for people like yourself to delve into, Val. But, um, How about look, you? It, well... I've just said, he's not, he's not performing at the levels that he would like to perform. There's, there's, no, there's no dispute in that. But um, I think in, in reference to tonight's game, Eugene will be galvanising the troops, no doubt, and um, looking to do anything other than try and get the three points.
2: I'll put it to you this, boys, that we heard Dylan just say it before, especially that you know, last year they were a better side once Eugene came back. Even if he does have a slight injury cloud they are still a better side with him in it at the moment.
3: Yeah, we are. I mean, look, we're sort of looking and delving into situations and, and, and we're, we're pointing the finger at individuals, but as a group, you know, I watch Central Coast Mariners um, beat Perth Glory and do it in a convincing way. They've got so many youngsters within that framework of that squad, but they did it in a way where they were galvanised or were working together. They got a, a result against Perth Glory and a deserved result. So, look, I think the times come now where there's no excuses for Adelaide they need to go out there and get a result. You know, I feel like I'm getting fired up myself in here. Good on
1: you. <laughs> well, 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 Phil, what is the problem? You, you've coached, you, you've seen them. What is the problem?
3: Look, for me, look, it's, a, it's it's a detailed question, KG, and I think there's a problem in the midfield. I don't think the balance is right between Isais, who I think is having a terrific season, yep. Holland, the new player that they've brought in, terrific experience there, as well as Karuska. I just don't think that have any runners from the midfield. We don't have a Stefan Mork in the side. You know we've we've got the two boys that are playing on the wings that really aren't supporting in the same way as what Thirio did, and hopefully Enrique can come back tonight and, and provide a thrust for us there. But there's a little bit of balance not right for me. They're conceding goals, and in the last three games, KG, we've had three shots on target. It's not enough.
4: No, exactly. Bell? just with regards, obviously looking further ahead, Goulamoura Moore has got a he's got a massive issue to delve into. And, and now's, now's the time because a lot of the players are coming off contracts so they can start talking to other clubs for uh, their futures. Eugene Galeckiewicz is one of them. Um, his contract is coming up. So La Roca, There's obviously it, there's interest from Jacopo La Roca al- go. already. Will he Well, it depends. He's off contract. He's 32 years old. He wants to continue playing. There's interest there from South Korea, Incheon United, even though he sort of was standoffish when I asked him. Dylan McGowan's um, China seems to be a destination for him, where obviously his brother is, Ryan, and, and Ryan, I had a chat with him uh, last week and we'll have a feature in the Advertiser next weekend. Then you've got Isaias, you've got Sirio, you've got Guardiola at the end of the loan, Karuska, Moroni, the list goes on and on and on. And, and you think, if, if these guys are serious about their futures, and I know they are, they're going to have to start winning because the more that they keep dropping down, their contracts are going to be worth... Not much at all. Well, mm. i tell you what, Phil, I think it's time to shine the
1: boots, son. Well, <laughs> it's not not a back huge back. comeback. We need you. We need yeah. you.
3: I think you had, had a little a bit of grunt there. Yeah. I had a dream last night of running out there and playing, but... Uh, <laughs> I, I,
1: didn't, I, up.
3: I didn't <laughs> get very far. I think it was about two minutes, and I put the hands up, get me off. I'm,
4: it's it's, no, but it's not happening. But How na- many nice two-footed challenges <laughs> in your dream, mate? Yeah, probably. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. And, of course, tonight, the big game against Sydney FC. Sydney, <laughs> Sydney unstoppable at the moment, Graham Arnold... Right, Phil or wrongly, loves a headline and comes out and says they can emulate Arsenal's invincible side. How do we see them going tonight?
3: I think, well, looking at what they've done so far this season, they've been the standout team. Obviously the best performers in the A-League by quite some some way at the moment. The the points suggest that as well. Arnie, what he's done, he's, he's obviously struggled last year, not getting in the six and, uh, you know a very good team that he had there last year but this year they've got real balance they've got youth that that sort of benefits the experience that they've got they've got the two boys in Grant and and Zulo working up and down those flanks they've got the two pitbulls in the middle in Brillante and and um, Brendan O'Neill and then they've got all that class up front in Ninkovic and um, Bobo Alex Brox, uh, Alice Brosk and, and also Holosko so look it's going to be a tough ass for Adelaide United but um, I think they've they've got a chance
4: Big question here. We'll talk about their fitness because he talked to me about their fitness and yeah. how they've stepped up in fitness. And he told me David Carney stripped off seven kilos from, from last season. Seven of this kilos. Team, which is quite good. And he said they just outrun other teams towards the end of the games. How does Sydney fit, given the salary cap and marquee <laughs> player status? Yeah. I'll call him Bobo. You can call him Bobo. Yeah. <laughs> Bobo, Bobo. Nankovic and Holosko. There's Bobo and and, and uh, Holosko, I think, are marquee players, and Ninkovic. I mean, he's he's a marquee player, certainly in any other club in the A-League. How do they fit three in the two? He wouldn't I, be on two hundred grand, would he?
3: Look, I've got no idea, Val. It was actually I went, I actually went over and and agreed with Ninkovic to come to the Newcastle Jets. Um, well, how much did he want back then? He wanted a fair bit. So <laughs> like... oh, I mean you can tell us. I mean, and then I we'll, actually, we'll gauge about... I'm really struggling. Look, and I know that speaking to Arnie as well, he'd, he'd camouflage it and he'd brush it away, but how they get those players into that salary cap, Val, I've, I've got absolutely no idea. And well, trying to work through that myself and understanding the mechanics of, of, of how you bring it together and, and, you know, how it adds up to what they've got, I, I really don't know. So, so Val, won't...
1: what point are you making there, Val? Is, is no, it, well,
4: it, it's it's either very good management or it's something
1: or... else. <laughs>
4: so, what Not are you saying, it. Val? What are you saying? It's good management, <laughs> <laughs> but
1: he's good, isn't he?
4: Yeah, he's good. Dodged the bullet. Go on. Four hundred, Ninkovic? Oh,
3: look, was he, he talking four hundred for me? Is the best player in the air league? What's, what's was that he worth?
4: talking four hundred at Newcastle Jets? <laughs>
3: You're on the money, now. So let's David Carney
4: must be on 40, 45, yeah. the minimum. You
3: know, Cannes has gone for a minimum wage of 55k, but anyway.
4: We're getting to the bottom of the
2: big issues here. He, lo- the he loves the track. game. This is brilliant. Guys, stick around because coming up next, we're going to talk to Sydney FC's Matt German. This is The Real Football Show, all thanks to CMI Toyota right here on Triple M.
0: Triple M's The Real Football Show. Saturday mornings from 7am for CMI Toyota. SA's number one Toyota dealer, 104.7 Triple M.
2: Today we've got KG Val from The Advertiser and Phil Stubbins. And right now we're going to go to Sydney again, again, again. uh, The big game tonight, if I can get my words out, against Sydney FC Adelaide United. Sydney FC's Matt German. Hey, no worries, guys. Thanks for having us, Mate, you guys are absolutely on fire at the moment. Arnie has come out and, I think from rumours that I've heard, played you the Invincibles Arsenal Thierry Henry interview and kind of saying that you guys can emulate this.
5: Yeah, I mean, uh, we we watched it um, maybe a good month or or so ago and, um, you know, that's, that's the confidence that he has in us, you know, to... Um, you know, think that we can do it, but obviously, you know, we're taking a game as a game, uh, one game at a time, and you know, uh, we're not really thinking about you know that that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, I mean, it was it was a good interview, and and um, yeah, it's it's uh, you know, obviously, it would be awesome to do that, but we're just taking it uh, one each one game at a time.
1: Matt, uh, you guys are defending absolutely brilliantly at the moment. Uh, Arnie, your coach, where does he think? Where does he think you can improve?
5: Yeah, I think uh, you know, all rounds. Uh, there's a lot of improvement left in us. You know, it's only been seven games. So, uh, you know, I think all, all around we we can improve. And I think, you know, as the season goes on, once we keep playing together, you know, get our match fitness uh, higher than what, are, what it is now. And, um, yeah, I think I think we're, we've got a lot of improvement left. So, you know, that's, that's the exciting thing about this team. And, um, you know, hopefully we can keep doing that.
2: And looking at your squad as a whole, I've got to say it's probably one of the most impressive starting eleven. And then you've got one of the probably the most depth on your bench as well which is kind of making you that all-round team with multiple contributors be it in the starting 11 or off the bench you're all kind of chipping in and you've got that depth to make sure that everyone's playing and everyone is contributing
5: yeah exactly i mean uh, if you look at the the boys that, that haven't been playing and it's uh you know a lot of experience and and um you know even the young boys are, that are you know haven't been playing as well that they're, they're all great players and they've all had um you know great careers so it's uh yeah it's, it's tough you know it's it's um it, it's good though it's good competition and it keeps everyone on their toes you know uh making sure that everyone's playing well training well every week and you know looking after themselves make sure they don't get injured and um yeah I mean it's 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 uh it's a great squad like you said and um you can't you can't really relax you know otherwise you you'll be out of team as as quick as you know it
2: and that you know drives healthy competition doesn't it.
5: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think uh, you know the boys that aren't playing aren't, aren't going to be happy. So you know they're they're training hard and you know trying to impress Arnie to to get in the team. And you know the other boys that are playing, they're trying to you know keep playing as well as they can and you know keep the positive results coming as well. So it's um you know, either way it's it's everyone's pushing each other and you know I think it's uh you know positive for the for the team.
4: Just talk to us about Arnie day in day out. How does he get his message across to the boys? yeah
5: i mean he's he's uh pretty hands on you know he wants to um take all the sessions and and uh you know all the tactics you know he he takes it all and um yeah he's he, you know he's pretty big on his tactics and i think as you can see you know the team's um it, the team's been you know doing what he wants and and listening pretty well and uh yeah the results have have been shown and um you know even defensively you know uh the whole team you know even from the front you know the the boys are working hard and you know, making our job uh, a lot easier at the back, you know, because um they're putting so much pressure on up, up front. So, um yeah, I mean, honey, great. You know, he's he's pretty um you know serious when you need to be, and you know you can have a good joke uh, here and there as well. So, yeah, I mean, he's he's been great for me, and um you know hopefully we can get the results uh, coming. So. He, Happy.
3: Matt, you've really pressed high and, and, and took the game to the opposition. Obviously that was clear against Brisbane and he did it to a very good effect. Has there been obviously a, a real focus in that way?
5: Yeah, I think it's uh you know one of the biggest improvements uh, in our team, you know, I think. Um, you know, one of the big factors is having, you know, healthy Alex Bros back in the team. And um, you know, he shows it shows how much he uh he gives us, you know, in the in the team. You know, pressing and um, you know, scoring goals. So I think, you know, all the boys are putting in the great shift, you know, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's great to see, you know, for us at the back, you know, seeing all these boys, um, you know, sprinting around, putting pressure on, and, you know, we can, um, it's, it's, you know, we're picking up the long balls or, or, you know, trying to get the possession back straight away. So it's, it's, uh, you know, it's been great. And, you know, hopefully the boys can keep doing that. Um, you know, the other teams don't don't want to, you know, see that kind of stuff happening.
2: I think last weekend, I think Arnie came out and said that first half from you guys is one of the best uh, so far this year with your pressure and you really should have been a few more goals up. Did that kind of filter through the plays? You guys felt that when you were out there on the park as well, that this kind of is, you know, A, the best you've been playing, but geez, if we can keep improving on this, we're going to be a real force.
5: Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, Arnie's, you know, taught told, told us, you know, the, the way that he wants us to play and and you know, pressing high up, you know, definitely one of the ones that that we've been working on in from the preseason. So, yeah, you know, it's been great. And you know, I think last week showed. You know, we could have had a you know quite a few goals in the first half. You know, just you know unlucky, unlucky with a with a few few of the boys. But you know, I think if we keep doing that, you know, the the chances will keep coming, and you know, we'll win the ball. Uh, a lot higher than, than we have in the past and you know, that, that'll put us in dangerous uh, positions to, to get goals. We're
2: well, looking forward to tonight's game against Adelaide United and two kind of contrasting starts to the season. You guys undefeated Adelaide yet to get a win on the board and we saw last year that you know, the start didn't phase them, they went on to, to win it all. How do you see this game unfolding and you, are you guys wary of you know, the quality that still is in Adelaide United even though they haven't tied it all together yet?
5: Yeah, of course we are and uh you know they they they're a great team and you know they are the champions. So um yeah, we definitely respect you know every player on the team and um you know it's going to be a tough test tonight. So you know we need to be at our best and and you know every game's going to be a tough one. So you know this game's um no different. Uh, yeah, we've got to be at our best and um you know hopefully we can get three points.
2: What do you kind of expect from Adelaide United tonight?
5: <laughs> uh you yeah, nothing really you know nothing different from you know the way they've been playing they've been playing well so you know I think they've been a bit unlucky in some of the games not to you know get three points or you know a point in some of them so yeah I think you know they'll come out firing obviously and um you know want to want to want to get a early goal probably for their confidence but um yeah I mean hopefully for us you know our sake we want to want to you know control the game and you know keep keep playing the way we have Perfect. Well,
2: Matty, thanks so much for taking the time and having a chat to us, especially on game day. Good luck tonight. You know, everyone here in Adelaide is kind of going for uh, United to get the win, but I hope you guys have a great game too. Nah, no worries, man. Thanks, thanks a lot. There he is, boys. Matt German. Some good things to say, but he, you can tell
1: from his tone of voice he, he thinks they've got this. Oh, oh, oh that's that's a that's good thing. Let them think that. Because that's the <laughs> biggest thing that'll bring them undone. He's done a good job, Matt
3: German, this year. There's no doubt about that. And he's, he's grown, I think, as a player. So he's doing very well.
2: Beautiful. Stick around. We're going to talk all things football news next. Plus, we're also going to go into a more being sent off to the stands and get Val and Phil and KG's opinion on this one. It is The Real Football Show, and we're doing it all thanks to CMI Toyota right here on Triple M.
6: 104.7 Triple M's
2: Real Football Show, thanks to CMI Toyota, SA's number one Toyota dealer. Triple M. How good is that? We have CMI Toyota Great. on board supporting the show. Thank you very much, CMI Toyota. They are South Australia's number one Toyota dealer. They certainly are, I they good
1: people. Now, a bit of football news for The Real Real footy? Mm, gee. Kenny, <laughs> can can wash your it's mouth.
3: Growing that, on my you, son? It's <laughs> growing on you.
1: Phil, can I throw to you first? Nathan Burns and Bruce Chate. What's the situation with both those players? Bruce Chate's back in Adelaide. What's happening? Well, obviously, there's
3: speculation there, certainly with Bruce, of um, uh, perhaps being released or uh, an opportunity of coming back to Adelaide United. And Nathan Burns, I'm not aware of, but look. When I first came to Adelaide, these two guys were in the team and doing a great job. They've, they've grown since then, and we know what Bruce provided Adelaide last year. Exactly. So look, if they were available, Adelaide should snap their hands off if they are. Beautiful.
4: You know the, the industry. Obviously, Bruce's team, Suwon FC, has been relegated, and they've got Adrian Lair. they've got uh, a Brazilian player in there. What do you think is going to happen? Bruce, I spoke to him last week. He's waiting for the president of the club to, to tell him He's contracted, but what the next step is, what do you think will happen to Bruce? The club internally will have a conversation based on where they
3: want to go next year um, and what, how much money they want to spend, Val. It's, it's pretty simple. So, look, uh, whether they see Bruce in line with, with those plans, we'll have to wait and see. But um, there could be an opportunity again for, for Bruce to come back. Whether it happens or eventuates, we'll have to wait and see. Do you on think it plan. will
1: happen, though, Phil?
3: I think there's a good chance. But um, again, we're speculating. Um, That's half
1: the fun, though. Phil. Yeah, it is. <laughs> That's it is half the fun. Look, no, I think but look,
3: uh, they need goals, and Bruce exactly. did a fantastic job last year, and uh, obviously Nathan Burns as well. I don't know if we're going too far here. We're pushing the boat out, but no, no, we're not there. If if Bernsie is available as well, then I think
4: you'd, you'd start to really get a cutting edge again. It's not fun when agents call you and abuse you, KG, once we get this speculation Have you been out. abused, Val, have you? Oh, a couple of times. Well, that's but good. with um, oh, you, you, You've bought all the news at Val exactly. that told us. you fired the shops. With Nathan Burns. I don't fire the shops, so make the Where phone we calls. And, and, you're and, just and, loading and the gun well. we, <laughs> we chase stories. I think it's it's a football business, and I think you know we transfer market, and there's a lot of speculation, and... I think it's good for the game because That's we're all talking about look, the game.
3: Even five's playing for Newcastle Jets now. Who would have thought? So it, it, things happen. 24 hours is a long time in football. So look, putting to bed those two, if if it was a possibility to bring them back you, in now, you'd, you'd take them.
4: Good on you, Phil. Just with Nathan Burns, I got a call from one of my good friends in Japan. He's one of the leading journalists over there and uh, we have a conversation. You're speaking Japanese now, Val? No, we actually... <laughs> Our common language is Italian, believe it or not. <laughs> he can't speak English. I can't really speak English as so well. So you speak <laughs>
0: Italian. So
4: he used to look after Hidatoshi Nakata in Italy for, oh, for seven or eight years. So he picked top. up. It was unbelievable. Anyway, so he's a good friend of mine. He called me about Nathan Burns. Now, Nathan Burns, he's at FC Tokyo. He hasn't been playing at all. Um, he's been listed on the bench. There's only one game to go there. Well, there could be a couple for them because they were in the semi-final of the Emperor's Cup to get into to the Champions League. Ange Postacoglu had him on the bench in the last Socceroos camp. But Nathan Burns' career is in trouble at the moment, internationally in particular. He's on very good coin at Tokyo FC. He's told me that Tokyo has employed another agent. Now, he had Nick Mandich as his Australian agent. We know that. But they've employed another agent and, and they've asked this agent to find Nathan another club in Japan. At the moment, this was last night. No bites. There was no bites. They're looking Good. for they're looking for a transfer sum because he's got 7 months left on his contract. This opens the door up now for the A-League because FC Tokyo yes. I think want to release him. He's a great player, but they can't see him fitting into their plans and Nathan Burns needs to play to get to the World Cup. Adelaide, if United, a, where are
3: you? Look, listen, yeah, I don't think you've ended that in the right way, Val. If there is a bite from somebody in the A-League, I think that the two clubs could work it out. I don't think there'll be an issue there. But um, if, if you're Nathan Burns as well, you need to be playing football. He's at, a, he's at a place now in his career where he needs to be playing week in, week out, and he's a player and an asset to anyone that would, would be able to take him in the A-League.
1: Righto. OK, I want to come back and hit you two like straight between the eyes about a more our coach. sent off. <laughs> Your thoughts on it and feelings on it. Back with that soon. It's
2: the real football Don't show. Leave us. All thanks to CMI Toyota. Right, four point seven Triple M. It is the real football show. All thanks to CMI Toyota today. KG Val and Phil Stubbins, and we should say filling in for Albie, who's disappeared to the Maldives. <laughs> what's and what's he
4: doing Dick, there? disappeared as well.
3: He's a lucky man, Albert.
1: <laughs> <Yes>.
4: Now, guys,
1: <laughs> I want I want an honest uh, uh, an assessment here. Amor, our coach, he'll uh, he'll he'll manage the side from the stands today. He was sent off last week. Phil, Val, your thoughts, was it tough, right or wrong? No, pussed your foot around.
3: Listen, he's a a very passive, humble individual. There's no doubt about that. He fired up, sort of. He should never have been sent to the stands. And and for me, the fourth official is very, very precious indeed. In, in making sure and seeing that the referee actually executed that he got sent from the from the bench. So for me, no, and I'd like to see him fire up a little bit more. To be perfectly truthful, really. If we're looking at Popovich and we're looking at Musky, <laughs> I love Popovich. I, yeah, I've got no dramas with him, but they're animated the whole game. Yeah. So look for a more to get sent to the um, to the stands for me, no. But it was out
1: of character, wasn't it? Because he it gives me the impression, and I don't know him, that he's 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 very sort of laid back and. Yeah. Oh, he's a
3: terrific guy. He's a very humble human being, and um, he's obviously frustrated the, the way things panned out against Perth. Obviously, you know, he will have been frustrated, no doubt. And then,
4: um, yeah, for me, no, it's not a send-off. Wrong, wrong, 100% wrong. And there's there's a culture problem, I think, among referees Ooh. right throughout the ranks, from the top down to the bottom. I've seen it in the state league, in the MPL, where the referees come out of they come from Mars at the moment, and it should it should never be like this. They're, in, they're in, part in, of the game. In
1: what respect are you saying that, though? They come from there's Mars. No, there's
4: no communication. There's no banter anymore. They don't mix after the game. Mm. It's it's. And I see this at the local level, and it goes all the way up to the top and back. There's a referee this year in a state league game who actually stopped a game. This this would never happen in our days, Phil, because some guy called him a bloody W. Not a bad word. He stopped a game. In our day, Phil, that, that would have caused a riot. You've just got to block your ears and get on with it and then there's there's absolutely there's a lot not not all the referees the older guys I think are much better yep but the young guys coming through chip, for chip me on there's, their a, shoulder. theres there's a culture there is a culture problem it's us v them when they're part of the game it shouldn't be like that mm.
3: no it's a good talking point uh, I would have to agree with you val on that one I think that there's not enough players coming through as referees as well. They don't really see it as a career path. And, and, well, why and would they, you? When well, they you get, don't, they don't you get
4: paid to... more at McDonald's on a Saturday afternoon for the local referees. Yeah, why look, would I'm you become sure a referee? So they're not getting. No, they do. They get paid more at McDonald's. Trust so, me. So they're not well remunerated. You're saying. And this is no disrespect to McDonald's, by the way. <laughs> no, they're not. They're not. Well, they should they're be not. because if there's
3: professional referees in the competition, which they obviously we need, and it's not an easy job out there officiating. We all know that. But for me, there should be more players or people more in line with the game that have played the game at a decent understand level. It. That understand it. Understand yep. it. They're integral to uh, the rules within the rules of the game yep. and they make decisions accordingly. At the moment, it does look, in, in, you know, they're in that.
4: They're not going to get that if they're more worried about how fit the referee is rather than what he's got in his head and how he interprets yep. the rules. There. And they, you're getting young referees who have hardly kicked the ball. They would not know what a studs-up challenge feels like an elbow to the head, and you get that from experience and playing. And and in my opinion, they're way too young. They're concentrating way too much on their fitness rather than their judgment. Well, yeah. they have it from the, Smash.
1: Oh, gee, where's Phil Stubbins and about, uh, about from the advertiser?
4: That's him. <laughs>
2: Matty
1: <laughs> Mediachal. <laughs> Some Sorry, expert man. opinions. Stick around, though. We're going to talk to
2: Dylan McGowan from Adelaide United, Ned Zalich from Fox Sports, and the boys will have their say on the big game tonight, Sydney FC versus Adelaide United, doing it for CMI Toyota, the Real Football. The Triple
1: M Real Football Show. Yes, welcome back to the Real Football Show. KG uh, sitting in the chair for, for Ditches on holiday. I've got no idea where Alby is. He, <laughs> he, he, he just goes here, there, and everywhere. got no idea. But I'm joined by two wonderful experts, Valve from the Advertiser. Welcome, Val, for the second hour.
4: Say my surname,
1: Miliacci. How I <laughs> uh, no, oh, well. I've been yeah. I've been rehearsing all the last Phil, Phil hour. you have a go at it. Phil
3: <laughs> Valentino Miliaccio. Perfect. Oh, <laughs> hey. Well,
1: you can all uh, hey. fair enough. Uh, Phil Stubbins, that was the man in the background there. Look, coming up fellas, we week, we're, we're, we're going to preview tonight's huge game. And I, I, I said it earlier. I just hope United s- spank. Sydney Football Club tonight after those comments by their, their coach Graham Arnold. Unbelievable. A win
4: will do.
0: Not spank, no, just the smash. No, smash them. Smash Just em. the win.
1: So uh, we'll come back and talk about what effect uh, our coach Sitting in the stand may have on our chances.
0: Triple M's The Real Football Show. Saturday mornings from 7am for CMI Toyota. SA's number one Toyota dealer, 104.7 Triple M.
2: Dealer, and still to come, we chat to Adelaide United defender Dylan McGowan and Ned Zalich from Fox Sports.
1: Good on you, Alex. Thank you for that. Just a quick plug for the Set Legends coming your way at 9 o'clock. We've got Tyson Edwards and also big source Sam Jacobs, and we'll talk about the draft, talk about the cricket, talk about the whole box and dice. But first of all, let's uh, talk about tonight's big game between. United and Sydney FC with uh, uh, Val and uh, and 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 Phil Amor, our coach, Amor, sorry in in the stands. What effect will that it, would that probably have on our performance tonight, Phil? Well,
3: it shouldn't really. the, 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 the should have gone through all the preparations, but it will have it, an effect. It will. It will. Um, uh, but having said that, you know, they're going now to Sydney FC. They have to get a result. KG, so yep. I'm sure that the players are totally focused on, on on what they need to do on the pitch. Whether it is a, a, a big impact or not we'll have to wait and see but um, it shouldn't have an impact but again I think it will.
4: Let's go back eight years, 2008 the steel yard, Pohang um, 2008. Aurelio Aurelio Vidmar was sent off so he was in the stands. Who took over? A guy called Phil Stollins <laughs> Uh, Adelaide was expected to get absolutely pumped by Pohang. I think it was April. It was uh, the Steelyard, Smokey. You beat Pohang 2-0. You're on the bench. Viddy was in the stands. It It can happen tonight, surely.
3: Yeah, I think it can. And and as I said, it it shouldn't have an effect. And hopefully that galvanises a group that they don't even realise that he's not there. He doesn't say that much from the bench, as we all know anyway. So hopefully it doesn't. Um, And then... We'll see what pans out in the match itself. Sydney, obviously, a very, very strong outfit, as we all know and we've spoke about and mentioned. And I think, for me, the key tonight... What is the key, Phil? The key tonight is defensively how Adelaide United go about, psychologically, how wound up and prepared they are to actually go out there and say, listen, on this shift tonight, we're not going to concede. And I think if they can do that, they've got the weaponry and they've got the firepower to actually score is, against Sydney. It's, it's can they keep a clean sheet?
1: Is their structure in, in, in defence OK?
3: Look, I think this is a question, and given the circumstances presently, I've mentioned on air before that the the style of play and actual brand of football that they're they're projecting is quite good. Would they change, given the circumstances, would they change tactically anything from from tonight's encounter against Sydney? And again, it's something that we don't know. I haven't got the crystal ball, KG, but um, I think they'll be doing something in a defensive way that that can hopefully allude to that that clean sheet. Beautiful.
2: That that forward press we saw from Sydney FC the last few rounds, how's Adelaide going to handle that?
3: Difficult because, obviously, we've given a couple of goals away from a forward press and Sydney do it better than anyone at the moment, Alex. They'll continue that tonight. They'll be very forceful. They'll be very focused on upsetting the mindset of Adelaide United. They'll want to go out there as the champions, we're the team elect, and they'll take it to Adelaide. How we handle that, again, as I spoke about before, tactically, we'll have to wait and see. Are too many teams playing the same style of football these days? No, I don't think so. I think most of the teams are playing this 4-3-3. If you look at Western Sydney Wanderers last night, they've started to really narrow their game. They've brought the wingers in and they've got those four players in the pockets that play. And for me, it looks a little bit cramped, Val. Um, Sydney FC play a 4-4-2, you know... Perth, glory of four four two, So there is variances in the setup and formations. But I think you're probably alluding to the possession type of football that they try and play out from the back most of the time. And, and there's definitely a set pattern in how that happens.
4: Because what annoyed me a little bit, it's everyone wants to play the same way, which I, I, I'm starting to find a little boring now um, because we don't get a mix of football. And I think there should be a mix of football. There's no right or wrong way. Just win the game. It doesn't matter how you win it. I think a classic example was when the Socceroos played Thailand. We're veering off a little bit now, That's but um, and and you know Thai, Thai football, we, we try to play pretty possession football. When, in my opinion, it was we should have played the old route one: the second ball, get off the second ball and score the goals, win the game, get out of there and grab the three points. But instead, we try to play a level which they were comfortable with. Yeah, and they did it well. I
3: obviously said on the show prior to the game that, that Thailand will be up for this one. They'd lost the King who unfortunately passed away and, you know, the country was in mourning and they were certainly together and united in the game against the Socceroos. But for me, you know, there's been a few games now that we've drawn at national team level and we, we need to start winning. But look, there's a, there's a root of a problem there, Val, in, in you know, the, the youth teams haven't qualified for World Cups and campaigns right. and there's a, there's a problem. Is it psychologically are we actually teaching the game in the right way? Have we got the mentality that we used to have in the past? You know, we don't have players playing and representing Australia in the English Premier League. They're not playing there anymore. Why? And it's it's a question for debate, that's for sure. But my point is
4: change the football up when when you got teams that can't play play but, accordingly. Play accordingly. Yeah. Why why play only one way? Because you have to play you don't have to play one way. Just win the game of football. It's our national team. It doesn't matter how you do it. Just, Just win do it. it. Get us to the World Cup. Win the game the best way we can.
1: Can we go back to United? Uh, are we are we dodging the the issue here? Having lost so many players, we've had so many players injured. Has our season gone past us? And, and it's, you know, I know it's only early days, but has our I know we lost we did, we lost nine in a row last year, but. Being brutally honest, has our season gone past us?
3: No, it hasn't. I think, obviously, you can win three games on the trot in the A-League and you you, you shoot up the ladder. But
1: have we got the talent to win yes, three games have. on the trot, Phil? No,
3: we've had therio out. With, there's Enrique out. Sirio, uh, But, you know, the, the team's there, KG. I don't think it should be at the bottom where it is. They've been very close in games. Yep. Uh, we haven't been able to get over the top of other teams. And actually, Val might have a point there. Do, do they tweak their system? Do they play in a slightly different way that will give them the absolute
1: maximum opportunity of but, getting the result? But why would you change your system or the way you play after after winning the championship last well, year? you okay, would you you'd probably tweak it a bit, but no major Yeah, changes. you wouldn't, but it's week eight, so we need a result.
4: Mm, you know, yeah. that's where we're at. But the, the, um, I, I think they they they'll be behind the eight ball in pre-season, to be honest, Frank. Um because the recruiting came in late, um, a lot of players took off. We lost, obviously, Craig Goodwin, a, a big loss. Mork. Yeah, massive, massive loss. Stefan Mork, I think, are the two, two key players. Deshay. Bruce Kamau, Bruce Dache, Sanchez. The recruiting came in late. I thought the preseason was not the best because mm. they haven't. We, Adelaide hasn't beaten an A-League team in this season yet, not even in preseason. And then um, mm. I didn't know that the Champions League is coming up. So this is the window to grab points because between now and February, if you don't grab points now, the season's going to be done, so, Ken. Because Champions League, once that kicks in... Uh, KG's,
3: be KG's answer, asked the question before, can we turn it around? And yep. the answer is yes, yep. but it needs to happen pretty soon, KG.
1: Good on you, Phil. I like that. Beautiful. Okay, coming up, we're going to talk to Dylan McGowan. We saw, um, before we go, a result tonight. Predict it now, Phil. Oh, gosh.
2: Come oh, on, Phil. Come on, Phil.
3: I'm
1: going to go for Sydney? Sydney? Adelaide 2-1. KG? I'm going for Adelaide 1-zip. Perfect.
2: Up next, we'll find out what Dylan McGowan thinks from Adelaide United. It's the Real Football Show, thanks to CMI2. Phone right now ahead of the big game tonight against Sydney FC, it is Mr Dylan McGowan.
6: Hey, mate, how are you?
1: Dylan, uh, how are the boys feeling, really, at the moment about this big game tonight? Because Sydney are flying.
6: Yeah, you know, I think we're we're feeling good. I think we've... uh... Everyone's been saying, you know, last couple of weeks we've been showing signs of improvement and hopefully it all clicks tonight and we can pick up the three points.
2: Well, let's take a step back to last weekend and and the run that we've had so far because similarities are starting to appear from last year where we had an unfortunate run to start with and everything started to gel and turn around. Are there similarities inside the camp knowing that there's a few new personnel, everything's going to click soon and then we'll be able to strive forward like we did last season?
6: Yeah, you know, I think um, obviously last season's a great... Yeah, you know, um, drawing board to reflect back on, but I think the boys are. You know, we're really keen to start getting some wins, and um, yeah, like you said, we do have new players, but they they've shown that they're they're more than capable to play at this level. And um, yeah, as I said before, hopefully uh, tonight's the night that clicks into gear and we get three points at a at a very tough venue that always is. At Sydney.
3: Dylan, how do the players, the club as a whole, deal with living in the spotlight? Obviously, in a town like Adelaide. Especially at the moment when things aren't going so well.
6: Oh, I think it, I think it's easy sort of pressure. You know, it's uh, obviously, like you said, it, it's difficult being the only the only team in the town. But you know, for us, it's something that we embrace. It means we get more fans and uh, you know, more support from the town in general. You know, everyone gets right behind us. So we see it as a good pressure and something that we. We really look to thrive on and hopefully you know, we can start rewarding the fans with, with some wins come you know starting tonight and uh, pushing on into the season.
1: Dylan, you've got the calmest manager in the business, but given all that's happened this week, how's he been and importantly, what's been his message?
6: Yeah, he's, he's remained calm, believe it or not. He's just <laughs> gone back to exactly how he was before the incident and... Um... Yeah, He he just portrayed the same message as he did all of last season, just to remain calm and things will work for us if we keep putting in the work uh, every day at training and the boys have reacted to that and uh, our training sessions this week has been as good as ever so we're looking forward to to a really improved performance and hopefully that means us uh, picking up the win.
2: And that's kind of the key thing for you guys as players to have your manager who constantly goes, boys, this is our game plan. This is what we're going to do. And we're going to keep doing it because we know it works and it'll pay off compared to other managers who might always be chopping and changing personnel or formations or tactics or anything to try and find a result, if that makes sense.
6: Yeah. you know yeah, The good thing about that is, uh, you know, we've, we've got a plan A and we, we do that to the best of our ability. And I think plan B is just to do it better. You know, it's just a case of this is his philosophy this is what we do and that's how we train it's how we play it's how everything is geared towards that and um, it really shows the boys that he really a 100% believes in it and uh, you know if we believe in it too we've seen the rewards we get last season so we've just got to stick by him as he's sticking by us and um you know we'll get through this
3: obviously last week a disappointing result and uh, playing quite well but things just didn't go as planned obviously but Eugene at the moment a couple of instances there that probably from from his perspective he would have liked to have seen done better how are the guys rallying around Eugene actually he seems a little bit frustrated at the moment
6: yeah you know Eugene, Eugene's been great yeah you know, I think I turned form last year coincided with him with him coming back into the side so it shows what a massive presence he is for, for everyone at the club and uh, yeah like you said he, he's, he's not a, he's not an angry man in, in general but yeah you know, last weekend he wouldn't have wanted to be a to be around the big fella because, uh, you know, this season at the decision and rightfully so. So, uh, yeah, he's looking, he's looking to put a few things right this week and um, I'm sure he will. You know, he's a great goalkeeper and he's been fantastic for us.
2: Well, looking at this weekend and, and tonight's game against Sydney FC, two completely different contrasts to a start of a season. You guys, unfortunately, yet to get the win. They seem unstoppable. Arnie has come out and, you know, relating them to Arsenal's Invincibles, which I think is a little bit too soon. But they do have a potent strike force. They've scored the most goals at the moment. Being one of our defenders, how are we going to hold these guys and then be able to get the win?
6: Yeah, I think, yeah, as always, it's always a case of, you know, team defending. You know, if, we, if I stop Bobo, for instance, is playing up front tonight, then it goes a long way. But, if, you know, if their left-back scores, you know, we can't, I can't be blamed because I'm stopping Bobo. So it's a fact of, you know, we need everyone in the team to really be chipping in and, and winning their individual battles. And uh, I think if we do that, we've got a right good chance of beating Sydney. Uh, we've got a good record over there. And, uh, you know, we're, we're quietly confident going into this one that we will pick up the three points.
1: Dylan, as a defender, is there one player in the Sydney uh, side that, uh, that worries you?
6: Uh, not, not particularly. Honestly, they're, they're in some great form. Alex Mosk is a, is a very clever player. I haven't played against him. Several times before, you know, he's he's one to watch. But uh, in terms of in terms of them in general, you know, um, I'm more than fine with And Matched up against Sergio Guardiola in training, I think prepares you for, <laughs> prepares you for what what's coming up against you. you know, if you can stop him and Carusca in training, you can stop just about anyone. So yeah, we're prepared to to go toe to toe with them, and hopefully, you know, we come out on top.
2: And team news for you guys: some good inclusions this week. The slippery fish is back.
6: Yes, the slippery fish is back. His, his knees are getting better every day, so uh, he's been back training for a while. And uh, yeah, I'm not sure whether he'll be he'll be on from the start tonight, or whether he will just uh, he'll just come off the bench, or what, what the role the manager has for him. But yeah, he's an experienced player, and that's really what we've been we've been missing this season is a few more older heads and some key positions. To, you know, sort of take the pressure off a few of the younger boys. So hopefully he can come on or, or start and really play his role like we know he can.
2: And with those younger boys, you know, injury is always unfortunate and it throws guys into the deep end sometimes. But I think you've found a few really good players by giving them that opportunity to get out on the pitch.
6: Yeah, exactly. I think that's that's a whole part of the of having a squad. You know, you have these younger players that no one really knows much about until they're thrust into the limelight. But Yeah, I was training with them all pre season. We knew we had we have more than a more than a few good ones, and uh, yeah, I'm excited at the prospect of uh, of them playing a lot this season. But you know, like I said before, it's up to the experienced guys to sort of take the pressure off them and let them sort of break through at their own time. Yeah, you don't want the the uh, the young boys having to be the ones that are relied on to score the goals or to set up the goals. You want them coming on in the last fifteen minutes where. You know, the pressure's off, and they can really go and express themselves and learn more about themselves and the game. So, yeah, you know, hopefully we can start picking up some better results and uh, really take the pressure off that, off these young guys, and hopefully they can thrive under, under the you know the less sort of stressful circumstances.
1: <laughs> Dylan, on a on a lighter note, when you're travelling, is there anyone play in the team that annoys you?
6: Oh, we've 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 got a few. <laughs> I think the yeah, there's there's more than more than a few to mention, but uh, yeah, the Spanish boys are. They claim that their English isn't great, but they certainly talk talk enough to to make it annoying. And they are in control of the music wherever we go. And uh, you know, it's needless to say, it's not it's not the best music going around. So um, <laughs> yeah, they're they're not great. I room with James Holland, so he he's all right. Me and him sort of stick together, and a few of the other of the other boys stick together. But in general terms, you know, it's it's a good it's a good atmosphere, and we all enjoy each kind other's of company, which is. Uh, which is really important, especially going through a difficult patch like we are now. We need to sit together and um, pull each other through it.
1: Thanks for joining us, Dylan. And do us a favour, son. Smash them tonight, will you?
6: Thank you very much. Thanks for having me, guys. Cheers. There he is, Reds defender
2: Dylan McGowan, ahead of the big game tonight against Sydney FC. It's going to be an absolutely massive one. Hey, up next, the
1: boys are going to... The Triple M Real Football Show. Yes, welcome back to the Real Football Show. KG uh, sitting in the chair for, for Ditches on holiday. I've got no idea where Alby is. He, <laughs> he, he, he just goes here, there and everywhere. got no idea. But I'm joined by two wonderful experts. Val from the Advertiser. Welcome, Val, for the second hour.
4: Same my surname.
1: name. <laughs> No, oh, right. Miliaccio. I've been. Miliaccio. I've been rehearsing all the last Phil, you have a go at it. Phil.
3: Valentino Miliaccio. Perfect. Oh, hey. Well,
1: you can all. Uh, hey. Fair enough. Uh, Phil Stubbins, that was the man in the background there. Look, coming up fellas, us, we're, we're, we're going to preview tonight's huge game. And I, I, I said it earlier. I just hope United spank Sydney Football Club tonight. After those comments by their their coach Graham Arnold, unbelievable. A win
4: will do. Not Spain. No, Just the smash them.
1: Smash them. Just em. the win. So uh, we'll come back and talk about what effect uh, our coach sitting in the stand may have on our chances. Thank you very much, Alex. Yes, a Real Football Show. We've got Phil Stubbins uh, with us. Uh, has been for most of the morning. In fact, all the morning. And Val Migliaccio.
4: Migliaccio.
3: <laughs>
0: Actually, KG. KG. That was
3: close enough, KG. Um, Thank you very much, enough. Phil. On
4: Facebook, Adrian DeLoya, Who, he, he said, "Can you please pronounce these two new?" Crows Jordan Galuccia.
1: Jordan Galucci, G- G- Jordan Galucci, and Matthew Signorello.
4: Signorello. Signorello.
1: You have to imagine uh, that, like
3: you're Italian. Like eh? you yeah, so of you Christ. speak uh, the, the language. <laughs> now you're taking oh, the I'm having
1: for. trouble speaking bloody <laughs> English. Those kind <laughs> of names. Now, let's look at the, uh, the, the 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 Premier League. A big game tonight, a beauty. Your, your mob, uh, Phil, Chelsea v... Tottenham Hotspur, one versus five, should be a cracker. Look, it
3: should be. Um, Chelsea obviously flying at the moment, and that's great to see. Top of the was Tottenham obviously struggling a little bit with the Champions League exit, but um, big game tonight, there's no doubt about that. If Chelsea can get over the top of Tottenham, I think Tottenham are one of those teams that are out of it in terms of trying to catch Chelsea so from that perspective a huge game for the blues. And Liverpool v Sunderland there should be a, a walk in the park for Liverpool. It should be, but will it? You know David Moyes got his first result last week the baggers against Hull City um but top against bottom in terms of you know positions in the league. Yep. And the EPL always throws up them results, you know, which which surprise you. So look, Sunderland will be desperate for a result. As with Liverpool. So, again, a big game.
2: And, boys, huge news uh, over the last couple of days that Stevie Gerrard has retired. Liverpool, great. And the best part about that is brace yourself. What's happened? We have Stevie in the studio. You're kidding
0: me.
3: Stevie Gerrard, oh, talk don't. to us about your you know, retirement. Yeah, but, you know, it's got to that time now in my career. Like, and um, well, I just thought I'd have to hang the boots up. It's got to that point, you know, I just can't do it anymore. Trying to run around the pitch. And, um, you know, I was working with Robbie Fowler, and it's. Um, anyway, look. I'm pulling the pin, and I'm going to get myself involved into into management now, so that's where I'm focused. <laughs> Not bad, Phil. Uh,
1: no. uh, Not bad at all. Very good. Uh, Phil, how good was he? Oh, just a... What
3: a, a legend. Just legend. a champion. You know, somebody asked me the other day was, was he better than Frankie Lampard? And for me, Frankie's my, my sort of hero, modern-day hero in terms of, you know, just leaving the game, but what a player, Stephen Gerrard. He scored some absolute incredible goals, and an inspirational leader, you know. Let's not forget the champion, uh, the European Cup that was won with Liverpool against AC Milan. You know, three 0 down, yep, and they managed to come back. Val won't like that, but
4: um <laughs> no, I do because I don't like AC Milan. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, yep.
1: Stevie G,
3: I don't an, like Liverpool an, an, either. Abso-
4: an absolute legend.
1: Okay, Manchester United versus West Ham. Man, Man United should get over the line there.
3: Well, they should, but uh, Billlich has actually come out and stared the pot a little bit and said that Mourinho uh, has lost his way a little bit. So... Has he lost
1: his way? He's
3: different, isn't he? He's, he's not had the impact. Certainly last year at Chelsea, something was a stray KG. And, and this year, obviously, Man United are in a worse position than they were yep. under Louis van Gaal. So I think that, that Jose will, will, will have to get over the top of, of West Ham um, and really try and shut the mouth up of Slav and Bilic. And West Ham themselves are struggling. So, again, there's a lot of uh, you know, nuances attached to the result and the performances and, and who comes out on top.
1: A big game. And the other big games that might be close to you? Listen,
3: think? this is the biggest one for me. Which one? It's Hull City versus Ditsy's West Brom. Oh, okay. So West- there's bragging rights for us. And hopefully at the Tigers, we can get home. We're playing at the KC Stadium. Um, so listen, Hull City, I'm going to say it now we're going to get a result against West Brom. Winners.
2: he's called it he's called it it. it, yes big one there it is all your Premier League news right here on the Real Football Show up next we go to our man from Fox Sports Ned Zalich right here at Triple M (laughs) 104.7 Triple M it is the Real Football Show and joining us thanks to Fox Sports where you can grab every game of the Hyundai A-League live in HD and ad break free during play on Fox Sports it is Ned Zalich welcome mate hi Ned good morning mate Phil
3: here
7: morning how are you, mate?
3: Uh, good, mate. Now, listen, the, the game tonight for Adelaide, obviously a tough game, Ned. In your opinion, or obviously if you, you put yourselves in the mind's eye of the coach of Adelaide, given the current circumstances, Ned, would you actually change anything tactically from Adelaide or would you just keep going with the same game plan?
7: Um, well, the game plan seemed to work last season, so I, I don't think that's really the issue. Um, if you look at the games that Adelaide have played this season... Um, just the amount of errors that they've made in their own half, just copping position up and uh, and giving goals away cheaply um, ha- has really hurt them. I, I mean, you had a game down against the Mariners where, uh, you know, you've got players trying to play out of difficult situations, giving the ball away. And, I mean, you're conceding silly goals by doing that. So that's something they really need to um, eliminate or at least reduce. Um, and and, same and thing.
3: then... Same thing again against Melbourne City, I think.
7: Well, exactly the same as well. Yeah, exactly the same as well. So um, I think it's a case of, uh, you know, these days a lot of teams want to try and play out under pressure because if you can break through that first line, then it makes things a lot easier. But um, you have to be realistic sometimes as well and and just not try to overplay. And um, uh, clearly with the situation that Adelaide are in, the fact that they're struggling... Um, you have to take more risks. That's, that's logical. But um, there are some situations uh, on the field where you just have to just lump it forward or, mm. or at least just dink a, a, a ball forward to your striker instead of trying to play
6: out.
3: Well, look, Sydney are going to... I don't think they'll change anything, then in terms of that front press, and they've been very effective in those areas. They're going to try and stamp themselves in the game against Adelaide tonight, and Adelaide's going to have to be, obviously, up for that. But Sydney, will they win it, Ned? I'm talking about the competition here. They're obviously good enough to do that, but in your opinion, will they win it? Or if not, who else can compete against them?
7: Well, I think it's, uh, you know, a case of, um, if you look at current form, I mean, clearly Sydney FC and and Melbourne City as well, although Melbourne City have struggled um, um, performance-wise, but still gotten points, so... That makes them dangerous, obviously. Um, the fact that when they're not playing at, at 100%, they can still get points. But I think Melbourne Victory will, will come back into the picture as well. Um, I think Brisbane Raw, if you look at them, you know, they're not. The last two games they haven't played well at all, made a lot of mistakes, but they're still getting points, you know. So, um, but clearly City and Sydney are up there. But, I mean, if you look at just what you said about Sydney's press, I mean, last week against Brisbane, um, There were situations where they actually weren't pressing 100%. They were just pretty much occupying positions where it still made it difficult for Brisbane to to play out. Um, So they've got a really smart game. And the thing is Arnie as well, um, the fact that he just loves trying to hunt the ball down really Mm -hmm. quickly. Um, when they, when they uh, do lose possession. So that's, that's something that they've really uh, improved on this season.
3: And they've got, obviously, <laughs> not only a good game plan, Ned, but Sydney's got some real weapons. They've got a terrific, unbelievable squad, to be perfectly truthful. And it's going to be a, a very strong team that's able to go out and combat against that.
7: All right, without a doubt. I mean, if you look at the depth that they've got um, and the fact that you've got guys um, like Dave Carney and, and, and Matty Simon, I mean, every time they've come on, um, they've done a job for the team, so yeah. um, You know, it's,
3: Sabral, it's, Bani Abini.
7: exactly. <laughs> Dimitri, well, exactly. have got a Bini coming back in as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, So There certainly is a lot of certainly a lot of depth there, but yeah, they still, you know, they still uh, um, areas in their defence. I think where you know Zulo loves to bomb forward. I think this you can still hurt them. So it's a case of just playing it smart and having that balance between. Defense and attack, and that's something that Adelaide would definitely need tonight.
3: Can they win tonight, Adelaide? Ned, give me a one-word answer. Uh,
7: uh, <laughs> no, no, I don't think so. I don't think they can win. Um, but uh, you know, you, you just don't know in this league. I mean, mm. the fact that you're getting surprise results. Central Coast Mariners here. against Perth. Exactly. Well, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you, you just don't know there.
4: Do Ned, you touched on. Uh, the topic we touched on earlier in the show with regards to style and I think everyone's caught up in this possession type game and, and you said sometimes you just have to lump it forward and get on with it and get yourself out of trouble. Are we, I mean, even the national team, I think, you know, against Thailand, style when it should have been get it forward, lump it and score the goals to win. Do you think we're overstating style at the moment rather than win, win the game?
7: Um, yeah, but uh, I think it'd be unfair to say that it's just about style. I mean, you, you, you try to do something um, to, to actually achieve something in the end. So the fact that um, players, you see a lot of it now, and sort of last night as well. I mean, Brisbane, the amount of times they're losing mm. possession in their own half. It's just a case of if you can get out of those tight situations, mm. then... Uh, you know, it makes things a lot easier going forward. So, um, what can you do? I mean, the thing is, you can't actually ask players to do things that they're not capable of. That's that's. I think that's, um, yeah, that's a probably point. a major yeah. factor in in, yeah. in a lot of teams that you see around, not just here in Australia, but around the world, trying to do things that they just can't do. Players just aren't in position to do it. So they see Barcelona um, doing it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, um, I mean, if you look at the A-League, the the amount of times that um, teams have copped up possession is a case of if you press, then it's possible to do that. So I think that's something that teams really need to work on, the fact that um, teams are going to press you a lot these days. So it's a case of really focusing on how can I play out from the back against um, different sort of scenarios.
4: And As players get better that we're getting, obviously, from overseas, you make those mistakes, goals are going to happen. So, you know, sometimes you wonder why. Yeah, and you're right. Technically, some of our players, a lot of our players aren't capable of doing it. So why do it?
7: Yeah, but uh, I think, um, and I've spoken about this a lot, um, you know, it's, it's good to take risks. And sure, if you can get out of those situations, it's great. But... At the same time, I think you can do that. You have to find that balance. I think you can do that, yeah. but you've got to think ahead as well and think, okay, if I do that and we lose the ball in that situation, um, who is there to basically recover um, so we can regain shape and and not concede? And and I think that's been a big factor as well in uh, in you know Adelaide's struggles this season. I mean, seen a lot of games where you know players are just all over the place when they're, when they're trying to play out. Um, and if you lose it, then there's no one there, basically, to defend. Yeah. There's been massive holes. So that's something that, that really... It's up to gear more, really, to adjust that. And, yeah, you know, we saw last season as well, he's not afraid to change the style. He doesn't have to go out and, and, and play beautiful football every weekend. I mean, you saw many times a counter-attacking game work. Mm. So... Um, but it was always going to... And you guys know as well, it was always going to be a challenge to replace uh, the guys that are left, yeah. really, you know. Um, so um, there's been some good players that have come in, but they just haven't been able to produce the same sort of quality.
2: Now, Ned, we were talking earlier, and for everyone else listening, we're talking to Ned Zalich from Fox Sports at the moment, about Amor getting uh, the one-game ban, and he won't be there tonight. He'll be up in the stands. Two-part question. A, do you think he should have been sent off and get the one-match ban? And B... Are our referees being a little bit too precious at the moment?
6: Yeah,
7: well, I, I think you've got to, uh, you know, sort of differentiate. No, no, I don't know. I mean, with a more, you, you know, he's trying to maybe get a point across and say something, and there's a misunderstanding. That's why I, I think maybe he, he could have been left off, but let off but um, I don't know. I've got I heard a story about uh, was it Jose Mourinho who was who was banned and actually was was wheeled in uh, to the change room in uh, um, in some sort of uh, container so he could do, <laughs> so, you reckon uh, the more gonna try I mean, that one best. so he could do his team talk. Apparently it's a apparently it's a true story.
4: On oh, <laughs> a rubbish
7: bit we'll or someone like that. Yeah, that's the one, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I couldn't
4: Could see him more doing that, putting himself in the rubbish well, give... a rubbish. It's the
7: first time either, I've seen him park up. I'm, I'm just putting it out there, you know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Oh, that'll be great. Well, Ned, have a good weekend on Fox Sports. Thanks for your time. No worries. All Cheers, the best, Ned. guys. And don't forget, you can get every game of the Hyundai A-League live in HD and ad break free during play on Fox Sports. It's the real football show right here at Triple M. Number one Toyota dealer.
1: Yeah, yeah Val Mingliaccio and uh, Phil Stubbers. Now, Val, the Confederation Cup is uh, next year. Is it the seven? in June? I think it is next year in Russia. In Russia. Russia. It's in Russia. actually
4: a very good tournament, a preparation for the World Cup. We're in is. Australia, yep. And uh, the draw is tomorrow morning. So, obviously, the Socceroos up against New Zealand, Portugal, Germany, Chile, Mexico, Russia and the winners of the we'll smash Cup of African Nations. Smash them, I don't know. But I mean, it is it is a very good tournament um, and hopefully we get to the World Cup because Ange has got like a tournament to actually prepare in Russia before we get to the proper tournament. Yeah, it's not so that they it, but it's in Russia. <laughs> <laughs> but we've still got a long way to go. Oh, but oh, I mean, hopefully, I got it, Phil. I got the joke. I'd like to see. I don't know how the group actually how it works, but I'd like to see us against the strongest possible nations: Chile, Germany, Portugal. Probably won't happen like that. But to really, it really test us, good to, tournament. Very good to tournament. To see where we are. Yeah, yeah.
2: They they split it up so we can. We'll potentially get us and another confederation like New Zealand in one with a Portugal and another European yeah. and an African. So they try and get one from each in each group. But you know, we draw Portugal and suddenly. We're playing Ronaldo, and the way we've been
4: playing at the moment—that's not a great. I'd, thing. I'd, I'd want to see Germany. Mm.
1: Germany, because
4: yeah, Portugal is a team which has won won a tournament being pragmatic, and we're talking about yeah, yeah, style yeah. again. Yep. And everyone reckons they are boring. No, they're not boring. They won the tournament. Who cares? Germany is a team that can play play football, play mm. possession. They can, and they can play. But
3: having said that, Val, you know, you've got Chile for me. Uh, watching them play last year, were absolutely outstanding. Uh, against Argentina, um, all the teams down there. So in what they bring to the table, that is a, a fantastic, pragmatic, intense brand of football that Chile play. Sanchez and the rest of the boys that are playing for them, they'll offer a great product.
4: And KG, we're in the box seat with this tournament to actually host the Socceroos for a couple of weeks as preparation before they go. I'm hearing that we've got the Saudi Arabia oh, game June 8th.
0: How good would we've that be? We've written
4: it in the advertiser. How good would the
1: that be? The government
4: won't confirm it, neither will the Socceroos. Oh, but
1: it's, hang on, it is an exclusive for for uh, for Triple M. Will it happen, Val? Second
4: exclusive. <laughs> second, I like
1: <don't> mine. <laughs> I, I, I think
4: it's done and dusted.
1: Oh, it's done beauty. and dusted, but I obviously the look, state look, look, government wants look, to make it.
3: announcement. you're getting them all excited now, Val. <laughs> Settle down, Casey. Look at that,
1: home game. Saudi don't Arabia, Adelaide Oval.
3: Good. Beautiful <laughs>
1: Phil, so it's been great with you. Thank you for being uh, with us this morning. Are you uh, not here next week, Phil?
3: No, I'm going oh. away next week, um, unfortunately. Eh? But, um, <laughs> well, I don't know if you can catch him. He's, he's like 007, isn't he? Who knows where he is?
1: <laughs> and Val, you'll be a part of the show next week? Absolutely. And unfortunately, Val, I'll be here again hosting in the absence of I enjoyed Dix. It. Thank you very much, boys. I've enjoyed it immensely. Well done, guys. Well done. Now, what do we call it? The Real you can Football say it, Show, you can KJ. Say Go on. Back next Saturday morning for The Real no, I can't get it out. <laughs> <laughs> and KG, before we go, what's up next on Dead Set Legend? Oh, yeah, we've got a big program. We've got Justin Reed from the Crows. There. The Triple M Real Football Show. Yes, welcome back to the Real Footy Show. KJ is uh, sitting in the chair for, for ditches on holidays. I've got no idea where Albie is. <laughs> he, 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 he just goes here, there and everywhere. got no idea. <laughs> but I'm joined by two wonderful experts. Val from the Advertiser. Welcome, Val, for the second hour.
4: Say my surname.
1: No? <laughs> Migliacci. I have oh, well. been. I've been rehearsing all the last <laughs> Phil, Phil, you
4: have a go at
6: it.
1: Phil?
3: Valentino, Migliaccio. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, hey. Well,
1: you can all, uh, hey. fair enough. Uh, Phil Stubbins, that was the, the man in the background there. Look, coming up, fellas, <laughs> we, we're, we're going to preview tonight's huge game. And I, I, I said it earlier, I just hope United spank Sydney Football Club tonight after those comments by their, their coach, Graham Arnold. Unbelievable. A win will do. Not smash the smash them, smash them. Just the win. Smash smash just the win. So uh, we'll come back and talk about what effect uh, our coach sitting in the stand may have on our chances.